We launched our first ever episode last week where we talked off-season winners and losers, as well as potential rookie draft picks. If you haven't listened, check it out, as well as our intro pod to find out a little more about ourselves and the teams we support. It's draft week, and I'm sure we're all incredibly excited to see where the top prospects head around the NFL, and we're going to get into that a bit later in a unique and interesting take on the draft. So, if you listened last week, then we hope you enjoyed the show and we're excited to welcome you back. This week, as I said, we're, we're going to take a little look at uh, the NFL draft and we've got something different as we go through a little rookie mock draft. Um, so I'm joined once again by Harry Diskum and Reese Davidson and we're going to start off this week's show with some of the latest NFL news. So Harry, what have you got for us? Yeah, so I'd say the biggest story over the last day or two is, um, well, over the last week now, I guess, is this Debo Samuel saga. The latest development actually is is, is John Lynch of the the 49ers GM saying he's too good of a player to be traded. I can't ever imagine trading him. But there was there was also that, I think, TikTok video of, of um, did we all see that? Uh, it was in a club and someone had a electronic sign-up and it said Debo is staying with the 49ers and it panned to Debo Samuel was actually there and he, um, he like, signalled no, like, did a little cut of his oh, throat wow. like that. So <laughs> I don't know if that's him saying he's not going to be there. You obviously get this in the off-season, but... Um, who, who do we think are the most likely to to who are the most primed to to go after Debo if if the Forty ers were to to do the unthinkable and, and let him go? Well, obviously the Jets have been hunting for a wide receiver uh, all off season. As you said last week, you know they they kind of failed a bit, you know, especially for like Tyreek Hill. But you know, I think they're all in for for a receiver. Um, I think they're going to. They could, they're definitely going to use that tenth overall pick to either draft one or use it in the trade with, uh, for Debo if they can. And you know, they, it's clear that they're they that's what they really want, and they really want to add that elite wide receiver. You know, with Corey Davis and Braxton Berrios and Elijah Moore to really give Zach Wilson the, some elite weapons. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, they've had big swing and misses so far this. Um... This off season, um, Packers are also obviously they've just lost Devante Adams, so they'll be sniffing about it if there's any chance uh, that that he will be leaving. I think the Lions are in for him as well. Would be a good addition for the Lions, having Amon Ra and DJ Chark already there. Would add that elite weapon that they're missing. Could Definitely. maybe give the young boys a bit more in their game as well. So I think it'd be a good option for the Lions to go in for him. Mm. It'd be a good option for pretty much every team, basically, when um, with a player of his, his quality and, and what he can do. Obviously, apparently, he's, he's not happy about being used so much as a running back, but I think those definitely be the, the three teams most most likely to go after him. As I say, if they do let him go, which I do not think they should do, he's such a key part of that offense, such a key part of that scheme. It seems like a perfect fit, and I, I think they will eventually. Eventually pay him and he'll simmer down. He doesn't seem too unhappy, really. So, again, probably just off-season stories. An off-season story that is actually making me feel something, and that is a bit of anger, is um, just this Tom Brady to the Dolphins stuff. Like, there's just news, news stories, new reports about it every week, and I, I'm kind of sick of it. The latest one was he, um, the Dolphins were going to, I don't even know what it actually means, but they were going to trade a second for Brady, Um and a first for Sean Payton uh, just seems like I don't know, maybe they maybe that's what they wanted to do, but it just seems really far fetched that that was even ever a possibility. 
the Buccaneers would never let him go for a second. Look at some of the trades involving bang average quarterbacks, and they they go for a lot, a lot more. Uh, of course, he's forty four, but he's our only he's our shot of winning the Super Bowl. If we have him, we we have a shot. If we don't, we don't. So I think the notion that we would have let him go for for a second is ridiculous. But of course, they they had that uh, they were linked to his his maybe becoming an owner of of the Dolphins, but I don't think that was ever particularly close. Like he wasn't retired, he wasn't away from the Bucks for that long. So I think. This is a non-story, despite my rambling on it. <laughs> yeah, you really uh, rubbed you up the wrong way hearing that, didn't you? you I'm just really sick of it. Angry. <laughs> Let's just get on with the season. Let's get Tom Brady another MVP, another Super Bowl, and shut up about the bloody Dolphins. Yeah, Tom Brady this, as always. Yeah. <laughs> uh, again, on another note to, to what we what we spoke about last week, um, new reports have come out, I think, from Ian Rappaport that, that the Panthers are, are not going to be trading for Baker before the draft. Obviously, we spoke about Baker in quite a lot of detail last week. Check that out if you haven't already. Uh, I'll ask you guys, you think it's a mistake not to trade Baker now? Or is it best just waiting and see what happens anyway? Um, well, the Panthers, I think they're going to be looking to draft a QB maybe with their sixth overall pick. Uh, somebody like Malik Willis or... If not, they're going to wait uh, and see what's left on the board after the first round. So uh, I think you know it's quite sensible here that they're waiting to see what can happen. I'd agree with you there. I think it's the right option to wait and see, assess their options, and see if there's a wider a wide a quarterback they like um, that they could possibly draft that might be a better option in their eyes than getting Baker in. Someone yeah, obviously it gives them more. Them. It gives them more leverage if if other teams don't know whether or not they're taking a quarterback. So and and obviously that doesn't seem like there's a lot of interest in Baker around the league uh, at the minute. So there's there's no point in getting it done now. You might as well wait see what happens in the draft. I think that'll that'll do us for the news. Stay tuned after the short break for something really exciting. So, with the draft approaching, we really wanted to do a mock draft, but how many mock drafts have you seen in the last week, in the last month, in the last three months, in your lifetime? So many mock drafts, you're littered with them if you're if you're an NFL fan, and they're all coming from, from experts with uh, more amount of knowledge than we have. So, we thought we'd try and mix it up a bit, twist it on its head, and explore what would happen if the draft order was completely reversed. So, the Jags pick 32 instead of 31 and the Lions who have the 32nd pick pick first before the Chiefs who have the 31 so yeah maybe it sounds a bit pointless not sure how relevant the analysis is but we're expecting it to be a lot of fun to do and we're hoping it'll be fun to listen to as well and you never know crazy things happen in the draft people fall teams are on completely different wavelengths to what everybody else is so maybe we get a couple right who knows without further ado let's get into it now, the Detroit, Detroit Lions, Lions are on the clock. So, GM Brad Holmes, he wants a game changer. Um, you know, that that could be in the form of a QB and Malik Willis. Could he even go as high mm. as second in the real-life draft? Who knows? But with the, with first, the first pick, pick in the NFL, NFL draft, the Detroit, Detroit Lions, Lions select Aiden Hutchinson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, woo! let's go. The first pick is in. We're we're only doing that for the first one. 
But uh, talk to us about Aiden Hutchinson. Yeah, he's an elite edge rusher from from Michigan. Um, you know, I think he's definitely the consensus first overall pick. You'd like to think anyway, unless the Jags go in a different direction in real life. Um, but you know, I think even if he he could even fall uh, to second to Lions in real life. But I think if they did have the first, then I, th- I think. Hutchinson is definitely going. He's that edge rusher that they want, and he's going to be that game changer Brad Holmes wants. Not just his, um, not just his physical abilities and his production in college, but like the Lions haven't won a, a playoff game in thirty years. It's obviously about the culture there and the culture that Dan Campbell is is trying to implement. Seems perfect for Aiden Hutchinson. He seems like a, a pro footballer. He's got that mindset already. So, so I think it's a very very solid first overall pick. Were you tempted at all to to go with a tackle, maybe? Um, no, I think it was either going to be an edge or or a QB because um, I think they're most likely to go for a QB um, to help with Jared Goff. Um, but I think you know, first overall, that there's no way that they they'd pass up on somebody like Hutchinson, and even second overall in real life, um, I, I think it would be quite unlikely with this draft class that they'd select a QB. So I think. They'd even go for Kayvon Thibodeau or Trayvon Walker, uh, second overall mm. at edge. Yeah, definitely. They need they, they need that pass rush. Uh, as a, they need a lot of things, obviously, but but that's the biggest thing you want, and you can imagine that's that's what Dan Campbell wants. So yeah, very solid pick. Who's picking next? Oh, that will be the Cincinnati Bengals, and I am taking control of that pick. So the Bengals' biggest need, we all know, has been widely reported on. We all saw the Super Bowl. We all saw the nine-sack game in the playoffs against the Titans. They need O-line. They've already signed Lyle Collins, right tackle. Alex Kappa gave him a free agency, the, the guard from the Bucks, uh, and Ted Karras from, from the Patriots is a is a new centre. But um, with this pick, you're looking at the choice of three three blue-chip tackles, Ekim Okwono, Evan Neal, and Charles Cross. Uh, so I've, in this position, we did consider moving down Floating the idea of moving down a few places, a few places, picking up something else, so we could get uh, one of these tackles anyway. But there was not much interest, and we're we're in love with Charles Cross anyway. Uh, he he was moved to to tackle a couple of years ago, uh, and he, he had a bit of a steep learning curve at first. But he was a dominant pass protector pass protector last year. Allowed just sixteen pressures on seven hundred nineteen uh, pass blocking snaps, uh, and you know he, I just expect him. Pair him. We've seen Joe Burrow be injured already. We've seen him having to flail about last year and make plays all on his own, get sacked so many times. It's, it's probably the reason that they didn't win a Super Bowl, although they obviously did so well in getting there. But Joe Burrow wants a left tackle for the next decade. You want him upright on his feet, being able to stand and, and be the be the magician that he is. So I think it's Charles Cross is the obvious pick here, and that is who the Bengals are selecting. Nice pick, nice pick. Yeah, they definitely need to improve that um, O line, and you know the the elite tackles that are in this draft. You, if they had that pick, then you definitely see them, and you can see somebody like Charles Cross going early in real life as well. So, yeah, definitely. Um, PFF has Charles Cross as their third highest rated prospect overall. So he's got pedigree. I uh, thought about going past Russia, but they got Trey Hendrickson. They gave a a big contract to Hubbard last year, I believe. So. It has to be tackle for me. Replace Jonah Williams and that left tackle possession. He gave up eight sacks last year. He can be a nice bit of depth for you. 
But um, you pair Charles Cross with Joe Burrow and, and I think you get back to a Super Bowl fairly soon. So for the third pick in the draft with the Chiefs, I'm going to go for a pass rusher in Kayvon Thibodeau. Ooh. I think the Chiefs have only managed 31 sacks in total throughout last season, which was 29th in the NFL. Um, so it seems like a good good option for them to fill in with the draft. They've restructured the deal of Frank Clark. However, he only managed to get four and a half sacks last year. So I think with the value of Thibodeau and such a high pick, I had to go for Thibodeau, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, they lost Tyreek Hill. So, um, you know, that they're, they're a bit... They need wide receiver, but this is a very deep wide receiver uh, class. It's too deep to go wide receiver at, at the minute. Um, Kayvon Thibodeau got a few issues, but but his traits are absolutely there. He, he's a physical monster. and Some people were annoyed at, at the beginning of the draft process because I think he, it's a, he's got other things in his life apart from football, but I don't think that's an issue. I, I think um, Andy Reid will, will get his head right if it needs to be put right, and I think that will be a really good pick for the Chiefs. I think it's interesting as well, um, Thibodeau going before Trayvon Walker. I, I think uh, Thibodeau was sort of uh, the consensus uh, first overall pick for at, at edge anyway, even above Hutchinson, but his draft it's stocks sort of dipped a bit. And I think even Trayvon Walker has um, started to rise up, so it um, be interesting to see who goes first in real life. Yeah, yeah, there's been um, big shouts in, in the last week or so for Trayvon Walker going first overall. Uh, it, he didn't get the production in college, but I think he's got maybe the, the highest ceiling, the biggest trait. So it's interesting you went Thibodeau there, but I know that's because you enjoyed using him on Madden a couple of years ago, didn't you? In the rookie class. Yeah, it was good fun using him. So with the fourth overall pick of this draft, again, a pick for the Chiefs, I'm going to select the cornerback, Sauce Gardner. Oh, he's gone high. Uh, Sauce Gardner only surrounded 131 yards last season. Um, He's one of the highest rated cornerbacks in this year's class. And the Chiefs currently only have one starting level cornerback on the roster. I think it's a no-brainer to go for a cornerback. Again, when you can get someone of this value, I think... Yeah, it's a no-brainer. It was between him or Stingley, but I prefer Sauce's qualities over what Stingley has. So yeah, Sauce has got that uh, that mojo as well. He's a big personality. I think this is a great pick. I can't believe he, he surrendered only 131 yards in, in 14 games last year. That's a bit ridiculous. He never yeah. allowed a touchdown in his career, uh, despite starting as a true freshman. So, yeah, They've got themselves a really good pick there, and the Chiefs cannot believe that the NFL has reversed the bloody draft. (laughs) Well, again, as you said about um, Stingley, um, again, interesting, because I think a couple of years ago, Stingley was by far the best corner in in this draft class, but um, he only played three games last year and, you know, injury issues. A lot of his uh, tape is from a couple of years ago, so yeah, you could see someone going for Sauce Gardner ahead of him, just um, you know, more reliable than Stingley, especially with the injuries. 
obviously this year the the number one overall pick has been quite up in the air. There's not a, a standout prospect. Obviously, there's not a standout QB. So, um, Source Gardner has been said it could even go one. I, I think he gives you that extra juice. He's that extra something special, but there's maybe not a lot of that in this draft. So, I think, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a really good pick, actually. So, the Packers are up at, at number five in this reversed mock draft. Obviously, we just lost Devante Adams, so that's definitely a route to choose from. But as I've just said, there are plenty of wide receivers in this draft, plenty of high-quality wide receivers, not to mention the Packers pick again at 11 in this draft. So what we were hoping for with this pick is that one of the top three pass rushes gets to us. We've just lost Zadarius Smith, the, his pass rushing prowess. Got Dean Lowry. We, we need Ed Rushes. We've got Dean Lowry on the left, Jaron Reed on the right. They had seven and a half sacks between them last year. So um, for us, as I just mentioned, Trayvon Walker could have gone first. But with the fifth overall selection in the 2022 reversed NFL draft, the Green Bay Packers select Trayvon Walker out of Georgia. He is an elite physical specimen. He played in a few different positions in college. Like I said, he didn't get the production, but he dropped in the coverage at some point last year. He was lining up over the tackles, at, um, over the guards, at defensive tackle. Um, he's still got a lot to learn. He's still figuring out how to rush the passer. But uh, again, like I said, he was he was mocked number one by some people for a reason, and that's because of the the elite physical traits that he has. And Packers have just lots left someone like that go in Zadarius Smith, who who's a real game wrecker. So um, with, with the edge rushes they've got, it's, it's a no brainer for the Packers. They they're going with Trayvon Walker out of Georgia, and they're very happy about it. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense that um, all of the three top edge rushes go early on. So I think they're all going to be off the board, at least within the top 10. And in our draft, we've got them all going into the top five, which again, very easily could happen. Yeah, the only thing, I, I don't know who if Source is going in the top five in real life, but it looks like it could be could be fairly, fairly realistic so far going the other way. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So next up, um, sixth overall. In this reverse mock draft, will be the Bucks, and they're definitely looking to target a safety. And at this moment in time, I think definitely at twenty seventh overall, um, you're definitely not gonna be getting this player. But with the sixth overall picked in the NFL twenty twenty two draft, is Kyle Hamilton. Wow! Surprising. Surprise, is it? You think it is? Um, yeah, I I am surprised by it. Um, but thinking about it, it does make a lot of sense. I, I think I just spoke about last year that Bucks have got um secondary people coming up in, to contract years next year. Sean Murphy Bunton included, and we have those issues this year. So it, it does actually it makes a lot of sense. And people saying he he doesn't play in a premium position, so maybe not expect him to go at six, but but he might actually be the best player in the draft. Yeah, he's he's NFL ready, and I think he's going to make an impact straight away. So I know a lot of people have had him a bit fall a lot lower down, maybe within the top fifteen. But um, if the Bucks were to pick, I think a safety, at, you know, a player like Kyle Hamilton, I, I could see him going uh, early. Yeah, Bucks have needs at, at offensive line, obviously with Kappa um, and Ali Marpet departing. But we've gone some way to to addressing that in free agency, and I, and I think this gives you give you a chance to uh, 
to add to that defence, just an, a next-level player and make that secondary from a weakness last year at, at, at long stretches, four long stretches, into what would be a strength now. Yeah, I think the only weakness that people can see where Kyle Hamilton is his man coverage. I've seen a lot of people saying that that's a big area for improvement for him, but I think it would be, be a great pick, especially around this time in the draft. With the seventh overall pick in the 2022 NFL Draft, the Tennessee Titans select Drake London, wide receiver from USC. Ooh, first wide receiver off the board. Now look at Reese's face and he looks a bit gutted. Yeah, I mean, I've gone... There's a few positions that I think the Titans could go for, but I think if they were to pick um, seventh overall, then I, I couldn't see him going for a guard in Kenyon Green or Zeon Johnson. I think they'd be later on. And yeah. I think they could fall to their 26th overall pick in real life. Um, but considering the top three edges have now gone, uh, I'm going for the wide receiver. Bit of a toss-up with him and Jameson Williams, but I think uh, there's been a bit of uh, concern with Jameson Williams' ACL tear. Um, mm. and I know Drake London broke his ankle after eight games, but I feel like that's less of an injury that you've got to worry about. It's a bit of... You know, you can. Yeah, not to that. mention the the stats he was on record to smash if if he didn't break his ankle. Yeah. You know, I, I think he could easily go in the top ten in real life. Maybe even the Falcons at eight. So with the, uh, yeah, I could definitely see. And the Titans, I think that they replace Hulo Jones with Robert Woods. Um, but I think they'd like another receiver to go in with uh, Robert Woods and AJ Brown, who have both had injuries themselves. So I think somebody like Drake London, who he's dominant physically, he's got great ball skills and route running. Um, he hasn't he hasn't got elite speed, but I think just sort of his physicality at six foot five and just how good he is. Of a, clearly in that in his season, ninety one point three PFF grade for twenty twenty one before he broke his ankle. I think you could easily see yeah, somebody wow. like Drake London go very early. Yeah, there's been a lot of buzz about Drake London, especially after the uh, the combine. Uh, um, I've been really high on him from the start. Like, just look at his stats from from last year. He was on track for for something ridiculous. Yeah, he's had big comparisons to Mike Evans, who obviously been a very successful wide receiver in the league. He, he played basketball in college. Did did Drake London? He's got a massive catch radius. He's so physical. Throw him a fifty fifty ball, and he will win it most of the time. What I will say is, you know, maybe with Robert Woods and with AJ Brown, it's too high to pick the. The first wide receiver, maybe they could have gone, um, maybe they could have gone elsewhere. And, and like I said earlier, wide receiver, there's a lot of depth in that position, so they maybe could have gone with, with a later pick, e- even in the second round. I just feel like you know, with the top three edge rushers going now in our draft and um, the guard as well that they want, I think if they were to pick, then I think it would just be a wide receiver, just purely because it'd be the best fit. I think they they might be looking at a Trent McDuffie in this position. He, he um if if they were actually were looking at it, or if it was me, sorry, improve that that secondary. You've got Robert Woods and um AJ Brown there. So, but like I say, Drake London is such a talent. If you're in love with him at, there at seven, then there's there's no reason not to get him really. And AJ Brown, this gives you the option of, of not giving AJ Brown that massive extension as well. So I just mentioned McDuffie uh, maybe going there at seven for the Titans, but I forgot that Derek Sting- Stingley was still sat there. Um, 
the Bills you're looking at, at at corner is their biggest need probably with Trey White getting that ACL injury. Levi Wallace has gone off to Pittsburgh. Source went off at off at number four. So with the eighth overall selection in this 2022 reverse draft, the Buffalo Bills select Derek Stingley Jr. from LSU. Mm. Applause, please. Give me applause. So much applause for that pick. The Bills, you know, actually got applause. If you ask for applause, you get it. Wow. I have to do that more often. But um, No, it makes sense. It makes sense. If, if somebody like Stingley's still left on the border at this stage, then... And it just it, it fills their, their biggest gap. You probably say it turns their again secondary into a, maybe a, maybe another position of strength for those for those bills. Um, PFF have him as their second. No, that we need more strength. E as um no, you, you want to be you want players to be leaving you, don't you? You want more of a challenge for that. <laughs> um, but but yeah, PFF have Derek Stinley as their second highest rated player. Um, he's not put. Too much on tape recently. Um, was he injured last year? Uh, Stingley was injured, yeah, and he played three games last season. Yeah, but he's got... Uh, so you're relying on his tape from, from a while ago, but uh, he's got a 41% completion percentage against him in his whole career, and he's been starting since his freshman year. Uh, freshman year. So I think this uh, he's got a chance of coming out of this draft as, as one of the best players. So the, the Bills can't believe... Can't believe Roger Cadell has reversed his draft order as a rich get richer. <laughs> With the ninth overall pick of this 2022 reverse mock draft, the Cowboys select George Karlaftis. Mm. Out of Purdue. Bit past so he's got an the boys. Yeah, he's got an 87.2 PFF grade for 2021. He's versatile, a 90.6 PFF grade for his pass rushing in 2021. I think he's a bit unlucky to not have run a bit higher. Apparently, he's got a very big ceiling. Um, the Cowboys could do with a bit of help at pass rusher. You know, they've just lost Randy Gregory and they've not made any real convincing moves to replace him. So... I think this would be a great option. Um was also thinking about a receiver, but with the last pick, the wide receiver I had in mind was selected. So... Wanted a bit of Drake London, did you? Yeah, I wanted a bit of Drake London. I was also thinking about a guard, a starting level guard. However, I think... With this higher pick, I think, yeah. I think it's a bit early to select a guard at this point in time. So, yeah, we're going with Carl Aftis. Yeah, with Carl Aftis, I'm quite surprised that um, he could get selected um, this early. I think, obviously, yeah, as you say, there's you know a lot, a lot going for him, and you know he's got some high grades, you know, especially with his pass rushing. But I think. Um, I think somebody like him in real life would fall a little bit later, later down. Of course, could be completely wrong, but. Um, in my mind, I think he's going a bit more mid to late first round. Uh, I agree with the pick myself. I think um, Kalaftis is is worthy of a top ten pick if you need a pass rusher. Get a pass rusher. He's really versatile. He can do anything anything that you'd want on that defensive line. Played in at least fifty snaps in in all but one game last year, and had a pass rushing grade of ninety point six. Um, PFF has him as a, as a number 10 player on their, their big overall board, so I, I think it's a, a solid pick. 
You know what? Actually, I, I don't like. I don't like how you, much you're sleeping on um, Carl Afterson. You, you deserve. Yeah, so that's my um, that's my housemate. Uh, we're looking at at drops. Uh, there was a website of free podcast sound drops, but that was making me pay three to nine pound just for a three second, three second clip of of people booing. So it's got my just got my housemate to do five overlaid that, and it's made this beautiful piece. Hey, So lads, I should have said earlier, but if you make any awful picks, then then watch out for that disgusting boo sound. <laughs> I look forward so to weird, hearing it on a few of your own picks, then Disco. Um, I will not be booing myself. <laughs> booing is? Do you not think booing is just real weird? Like, just as a thing that. Well, I don't really get how it's supposed to cause offence. You're just making a noise. No, people me, react so like football fans boo at, at half time or in the NFL player gets booed. And <coughs> the big news is like, oh, he's got feelings too, but like, it's just it's just making a noise out your mouth. Boo! What even is that? That's weird. <laughs> um. Anyway, who who who's pick even is it? It's me. Wow, I've got this pick is uh for the Cardinals. Wow. Oh, wow, boy. There's a lot, of, a lot for me to. Ooh, ooh. With the tenth overall pick in the NFL 2022 reverse mock draft, the Arizona Cardinals select offensive tackle Evan Neal. Mm. There's so many positions that could be addressed for the Cardinals. That's um, right. With the uh, host of the edges going, um, the top two corners going, and with somebody like Evan Neal still left on the board here, I think uh, just purely because of the value left on the board at this stage, I think he has to be selected. Um, 85.8 PFF grade. He's an absolute monster. He's six foot seven, 350 pounds, but he moves like he's 50 pounds lighter. Like he, he's he's a special physical talent. He's NFL ready. He's, he's been started as a true freshman. Um, I heard him talk on Good Morning Football. That, you know, that's what he believes. Um, why he's so good. Um, he's been thrown at the deep end from the start. He's dependable. I think he's said he missed one game through COVID, and that's it. And just purely his frame and everything. I think he'd be a great addition to our O line to give Kyler that real extra protection. Yeah, obviously, Kyler being the, the little boy he is, you need a real man on that offensive line ahead of him. Uh, he can play left or right tackle, only allowed 24 pressures um, over the last two years across left and right tackle. So he's got a bit of a uh, bit of versatility and he's just like a real NFL man, isn't he? That's that's who you want in your trenches. But I, I'm surprised. Were you not tempted to go quarterback here at all, Ash? I'm not even going to respond to that ridiculous comment. You're not going to respond? We're on a podcast. You have to respond. No, I'm not. It's just compl- completely... <laughs> all right, all right, all right. That's all the Cardinal that, fans at the draft because you've, you've, not, you've not got your QB in. No, that's all everyone responded to your ridiculous comment just there. Uh... Hey.
Um, so the Packers have the 11th pick. We already um, picked up Trayvon Walker, a beautiful pass rusher at, um, at number five. Um, obviously, as I mentioned earlier, we've lost Devante Adams, so maybe we're looking at wide receiver here. Already, already seen Drake London off the board, which which might have been a nice Devante Adams replacement. I would know um, Aaron Rodgers likes to chuck it up to Devante Adams, even when he's got players open in the short, in the flat or whatever. He likes to chuck it up for them 50-50 balls that Drake London would win. However, we're going to go in a slightly different way, but still wide receiver. With the 11th overall pick in the 2022 reverse draft, the Green Bay Packers select Jamison Williams, wide receiver out of Alabama. So many Alabama players in this. Oh, I see Reese is shaking his head yet again. What is up, Reese? <laughs> You're uh, ruining my plans, brother. Yeah, I think the Packers are obviously going to be so happy about the reversal. Uh, they've got the, um, the elite defensive lineman and now... Um, Jameson Williams, who probably would have been the, the wide receiver one if if he didn't tear his ACL in the, in the National Championship game. Uh, he's so explosive. It's yeah, only 21. The ACL is not an indictment as it, as it used to be. Uh, he's explosive. He can take over games. He's going to be Aaron Rodgers' best friend in, until he retires in a few years. Or hopefully next year. Yeah. And it's, uh, his biggest strength, so his speed... But there are concerns over his size and physicality. Yeah, yeah, a bit of a, a small boy. He, um, he's six foot one, but I don't think with it with his twitchiness and his speed, I, I think he, he's definitely going to translate into success at the NFL, especially if you've got Aaron Rodgers throwing you the ball. I could definitely see him being a top ten pick as well. So with him coming in at eleven here, um, makes sense really. Well, yeah, the I, two I consider wide receivers him... we had targeted were were. Jameson Williams and Drake London, so so we're happy. I'd considered taking Jameson Williams at ninth for the Cowboys, to be fair. So, with the twelve overall pick in this reverse twenty twenty two mock draft, the Patriots select Zion <laughs> Johnson. Hmm, interesting. You know, not what I was expecting. The reason, reason behind this thinking is. Well, they could improve in a lot of places. They've not had a great off-season. But arguably, last season, Mac Jones was the best rookie quarterback. I think they could do some work to keep him protected after trading Shaq Mason to the Bucks for a later-on pick. So I think getting in a guard is a great option to make sure that Mac Jones is well-protected. Yeah, uh, this makes sense to me looking at the Patriots roster now, but it kind of ties into what we were talking about yesterday is Bel- Bill Belichick going insane. And he would kind of seem insane if he actually did this, having traded Jack Mason away for a fifth, unless he fell out with him or something. Why would you trade him away and then use this 12th overall pick on Johnson? But that that's not an indictment on your selection now. It's just where Bill Belichick's mind is at. But um, Johnson out of Boston College... Um, Started the last three years at guard. Physi- physicality made a big leap in 2021 and only allowed six pressures. So they've got themselves a good one there. But I, I just don't know what the Patriots' strategy is. What is their bloody issue at the minute? Is Bill Belichick tired of winning? <laughs> Probably not, but seems like it at the minute. 
Uh, I think I could see John. I don't know if Johnson would go this early. I think it could be more of a mid to late. But he's definitely a day one starting guard. So if if a team needs that position, they don't want anyone else. Then I could I could see him perhaps going early earlier. So yeah, not a bad right. pick there. I think. Well, you're not tempted to take wide receiver here at all. Obviously, that's a bit of a thin room for the Pats. Yeah, there was, as I say, there's a lot of improvement that can be done at the Pats. I know they had a good end to last season. Um, well, the normal season, but post-season, they didn't have the greatest end, did they? But we'll, we'll save that for another time. Um, yeah, they're, they're not the strongest... Anywhere on the field, I don't think they could do an upgrade and all over. But I think with that Shaq Mason trade, as we say, guard is where it ought to be. Fill him in, yeah, definitely. With the 13th overall pick in the NFL 2022 reverse mock draft, the Pittsburgh Steelers select offensive tackle Ikema Kwanu. I think a player like this, if he were to fall all the way down to 13 in real life, I think he's got to be selected. You know, he could easily be a top five pick. Um, he's a dominant run blocker, most suited to, to run heavy defense. And with somebody like Trubisky and, you know, I don't know if they're necessarily going to be relying on, on his arm. Um, yeah, they so, need to run the ball, don't they? Yeah. So so coming in, so him, if he falls here, you know, I think it's, it's a no-brainer, you know, He's an inconsistent part, um, you know, in the past, past rush. No, not past rush. Oh, yeah, it is. Oh, fuck. Protection. Past protection. Yeah, past protection. Um, inconsistent at past protection, but um, his biggest strength is his power. You know, I think I think he he's definitely, like, the consensus, like, top five pick. And for somebody like that uh, falling this deep, I think he's got to be selected. Um, so I think somebody the Steelers also could be thinking about a QB. I know they're pretty hot on Malik Willis if he did fall to him at 20th overall in real life. But I think for, for this instance, somebody like Aquanu here, he's got to be taken. Yeah, definitely. He's um, one of the one of the three blue chip tackle prospects in this draft. Uh, and like you say, he's a beast, he's a beast himself. Um, I'm a bit quiet because I'm the Saints picking next and I'm a bit gutted, to be honest. Yeah. So, Ekwonuha is um, number five on PFF's big board. He's the most dominant run blocker in the country. Like you say, he's a beast in the run game. Um, and and Pittsburgh again with the with the um, with Trubisky there as uh, the star at the minute, and, and no quarterbacks taken off the board. Were, were you not tempted to go quarterback here, Ash? Well, yeah, as I said, I feel I feel like they could easily go for somebody like Malik Willis. You know, he's still on the board right now. Um, in our draft, and I could even see him, um, them, the Steelers trading up um, to get him, or even somebody like Kenny Pickett could fall twentieth overall. But as I said, you know, if if somebody like Quan is still left on the board at this stage, I think you just got to take him. Yeah, definitely. I think he's the best player still, um, still on the board, and it and it fills fills a gap for them. Moving on to the Saints with number fourteen overall pick, and then I'm I'm in a big tears to be honest. They were they were banking on one of those three tackles getting to them. Um, if not, take the best player, maybe a Carl Hamilton. There, they've got need at safety, uh, and we should have we should have traded up. We should have tried to trade up above the the Steelers there because because we were ready for Okwuanu. Charles Cross was our was our, uh, was a pick we wanted the most, but he went at two. So 
Are you reconsidering Jameis Winston at this point? Are you thinking maybe stick Jameis behind a rookie or stick a rookie behind Jameis to learn for a year? Is, is Winston your long-term answer? But I think the Saints are pretty desperate to win now. They, they don't want to cede control of the NSC self any further to the Buccaneers. Dennis Allen wants to, to put his stamp his mark on the league. So I, I don't think they'll be going with QB because I don't think that's, that's what will help them win, win now the most. Instead, these two picks, they've got the 14 and the 17 in this reverse draft. These two picks are about giving Jameis the best possible platform for success. So if we're not going offensive line, we're not going one of these big three tackles, I think we have to look at wide receiver. With the 14th overall pick of the reverse 2022 NFL draft, the New Orleans Saints pick Garrett Wilson from Ohio State. To pair with the absolute beast, that is Michael Thomas, who obviously had his injury issues last year. You want to surround um, Jameis Winston with as many weapons as possible. Trust me there, it's going to be a roller coaster for them next year. You want as many great guys creating separation, catching balls as, as possible. Uh, and his ability, Garrett Wilson's ability, sorry, to generate separation is the best of this wide receiver class. Um but you've got Michael Thomas there. It looks like he's going to stay. Hopefully he can stay fit, but but Wilson can can produce from the slot and from outside. So that makes like a, an elite level one-two there for, for Jameis to chuck it up to um, as, as he usually does. And, and maybe it'll be 20 interceptions next year, not 30. Yeah, I think, you know, with, with somebody like, like J- Jameson Williams and Drake London already off the board, as you said, also with all of the three main uh, offensive tackles also being taken, you know, it, it does leave a little bit of uncertainty um, if, if the Saints were to pick here. But I think I think Garrett Wilson is um, the sort of consensus uh, best, the third best wide receiver. If not, I think some people rate him above uh, Drake London even. So, yeah, I could definitely see this pick happening. Only six foot and, uh, and 183 pounds, but... Um... His twitchiness, his explosiveness, it kind of uh, reminds me of Jamar Chase, uh, the season that he's just had. Um, he can break tackles uh, uh, as well, despite despite being relatively small. And like I say, just so good at, at producing, generating separation. That uh, That's what Jameis Winston and his dodgy eyes needs. You know, you don't want him <laughs> chucking into tight windows, although he does. You want, uh, you want Garrett Wilson, get it into his hands and, and he can make big things happen. With the 15th overall pick of this 2022 reverse mark draft, the Eagles select Canyon Green from ah, Texas a Another guard going. Oh, this, this one might be seen as a bit controversial with how good the Eagles are at protecting the quarterback, but I think to be as good as they are, you need to be invested in your offensive line and I think bringing in Kenyon Green would cement them in that as that best O-line in the league um, you know they've got they've got good options but most of them guard as a secondary position and one of the big players at guard is Jack Driscoll and he's been hindered with injury quite a lot recently so I think Getting in that guard to cement your place as the best all-line in the league, I think that's a great way to go. Yeah, sorry, Reese. Um, actually, I'm going to have to disagree with you here. I don't...
Yeah, some really <laughs> passionate fans there. <laughs> I just think uh, somebody like Kenyon Green um, being drafted um, this early, uh, I, don't, I don't see it, especially as you just said. They've already got a strong O-line, like adding a guard there. I, I think there's better value on the board, and I think uh, more of a, a top wide receiver. Uh, I know there's three gone, but there's still so many options there. Or a corner, I think there's better value at this pick. So I, I really, no, I, I don't rate it, I'm afraid. I wouldn't rate it if the Eagles actually did it, but it's something I can imagine them doing. They like drafting trenches, but but I think they have gaps in in other positions. Like maybe I'd maybe I'd pair someone with another young receiver, Devontae Smith here, or um, look out linebacker. PFF have him as, as a thirty nine overall player on their big board, so maybe he'd be available a bit later. Yeah, I, I, as I said, I just think it's a bit of a reach at this stage if they were to pick now. Reese, defend yourself. Well, as I said, to, to be as good there as they are, you need to be invested in it. And I think just if they can get... They've got a good young quarterback there in Jalen Hurts. He's just... He's coming in for hopefully what will be his first full season. I think... He's he's had injury problems in the past. You need that protection there for Jalen Hurts, and that's why I've gone that way. It's, yeah, it's, it's probably not realistic in terms of what they will draft or when he would be drafted. But I think that's that's got to be the way to go in my eyes. I could I, I could say I'm actually doing it. To be fair, like he played uh, every offensive line position apart from center last year. He could start either tackle or guard. For the for the Eagles and and like it's a position of pride for them. They want to have as much depth, as much quality as they can. And and he's at three hundred and twenty five pounds, but he's got got great movement skills considering his size. So uh, I don't think it's the worst pick in the world. With the sixteenth overall pick in the twenty twenty two NFL reverse mock draft, the LA Chargers select cornerback Trent McDuffie. Trent McDuffie has come in here because mainly he's an excellent scheme fit for the Chargers. And for him to fall, I think he's, you know, the third best corner in the draft. Uh, it's going to be similar pick in real life anyway because they have the 17th overall. Um, so I could really see them adding. Um, I don't really know if they've got a, a specific weakness. They kind of addressed a lot of their needs during free agency. Um, Massive free agency, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, going with already a lot of, of the other top players going, I think um, the best position is Trent McDuffie. Um, he's, as I said, he's a great scheme fit and I think he'll slot in well at the Chargers. Yeah, I think the Chargers would go defence here and with the additions they make it, it makes sense to go sort of best player, the player you like, the player who fits your scheme the most. Uh, and I think McDuffie might be... Uh, maybe one of the most talented players they'd, they'd need anyway. Coming out of Washington, he, he um he's got everything you want from a from a high end corner, despite only being five eleven. That's probably what you'd want. You'd want him to have a a few extra in, inches. But he allowed uh, just sixteen catches for one hundred eleven yards and no touchdowns last year. So I think that says it all. They're getting another high quality um high quality player here and I've already backed the Chargers to win the Super Bowl this year but I think I would have a little bit more on if if they did this yeah I think it, you know even with Stingley and and Gardner um 
going before, somebody like McDuffie, uh, considered to be, you know, perhaps one of the best zone corners in the draft and even the best tackling corner as well. So him falling here, um, I think it'd be a great move for the Chargers. With the 17th overall pick in this reverse draft, the New Orleans Saints pick linebacker Devin Lloyd from Utah State. Um, mm. Probably the best linebacker, all-round linebacker in the class. He can do it all. 90.2 PFF grade last year, above average grades in, in, in every situation, part, uh, rushing the passer, pass coverage, all that sort of stuff. We wanted protection for, for Jameis Winston, but uh, we've got him... Um, We've got Garrett Wilson, and, and we've improved the defense. Dennis Allen, like I said, he, he wanted a bit of bit of extra talent on the D, and Devin Lloyd might be the best player left on the board uh, on the board now. Demario Davis is is who we've got there, middle linebacker at the minute, but he's getting on. He's thirty three now. He's slowing down, so we'll happily take Devin Lloyd and make that defense even better. Yeah, I could definitely see that happening, and I think he could easily be a, a mid round first pick. I was hoping he'd kind of fall a little bit later on um, for my one of my picks, but I think he could definitely go um, earlier. Uh, I think he could be a good fit for the Commanders. Um, so with their 11th overall pick in real life, I could see him going there. Um, but if he were to fall, I could definitely see him going around this point anyway. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, obviously, the Saints with two picks, two mid-first-round uh, mid picks there. Uh... It's not changed too much in this scenario. So with Garrett Wilson and Devin Lloyd, maybe that is two players that they will actually look at in the real draft. With the 18th overall pick of this 2022 mock draft, the Eagles select... A guard. Daxton Hill. Oh boy, safety. Yeah, so I think they could do with a bit of improvement at safety and Daxton Hill... He's very versatile. He's lined up pretty much anywhere in the secondary last season. He didn't get a great grade from PFF with a 76.2, but he showed good versatility and qualities in that sense. And I think if you can get a player that can help you in the position you most need it, but is able to slot in in other places, then why not go for him? Yeah, I have seen him mock to the Bucks at at twenty seven. In some mock drafts, Ash, what do you make yeah, of that pick? So yeah, um, I actually sorry, Reese, I, I dislike this pick again. I think getting Daxton Hill this early on, I think, is another massive reach. Um, you know, I think he he's even projected to go like early to mid to second. Uh, outside chance of go, coming in late in the first, so I think at mid first, I, I'm not a fan of this pick at all. Well, you know, you said a bit earlier with one of my picks that if you need someone in that position and there's no one else that you're liking, you don't see why you shouldn't go for it. And as I said, he's very versatile. So it'd be drafting a player that could help in more than just the position you're drafting him for. So I, I, just I don't feel like see there's, there's, there's already a lot of good quality still left on the board. Like... I feel like you're drafting someone using a first-round pick on this when you could get a much better quality of player. So, uh, yeah, I wouldn't be taking him here. I understand where you're coming from, but based on my research, I think Daxton Hill is actually a lot better than he's given credit for. You know, he's not... It's I've seen it written in loads of places that he's not given 
the national credit that he deserves. You know, his PFF grade's pretty average, as I said, but uh, apparently when you see him play, he is, he's much better than he's given credit for him. He's quite a breathtaking player from some of the stuff I've read. Yeah, I think he's going to play deep safety, and I think this is um, this is a bit of a reach. Yeah, Eagles now got two non-premier positions, so I think with one of them, I would have gone, uh, would have gone wide receiver. I would have gone one of these pass rushers. I think these picks on their own they're fine, but in general, I think you've wasted two first-round picks now, not not getting one of the the premier positions that that you want to be getting in the first Did round. You say the edges. There's not very many, well, if any, there's not left on the board. I'd be going somebody like Jermaine, Jermaine Johnson. Johnson. I was literally Dak looking Hill at him right now, point. yeah. Jermaine Johnson, I. Well, well yeah, it so... was me who had the pick, not you, motherfuckers. Oh, I'm not allowed to have a little <laughs> opinion on it. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the Eagles getting very defensive about their picks over here. Yeah, well, there's probably Who's a reason why the Eagles always bollocks up their draft picks and if people like Reese coming from a Cardinals fan (laughs) (laughs) with the 19th overall pick in the NFL 2022 reverse mock draft the Baltimore Ravens select Devontae Wyatt out of Georgia interesting Um, first defensive tackle off the board interesting to see him go before Jordan Davis after his freakish combine performance yeah, I feel like he's probably a, a slightly better player than Jordan Davis. Um, obviously, there's a bit of recency bias um, going on with Jordan Davis. Um, but he had a 90.1 PFF grade in 2021. He's an explosive athlete. Um, he even had an 84 grade as a pass rusher. So he's, he's got an all-round skill set and he can make an impact from day one in the NFL. Um, I think this is a sort of time that he will get drafted in real life as well. Um, and adding to the Ravens, yeah, I think the the fans want a defensive player, and um, I just feel like it would be a big upgrade. I was thinking maybe an offensive tackle and somebody like Trevor Pennon could go in there. He's got um, excellent run block grades, and it will help sort of uh, in their sort of run schemes with Lamar Jackson. But I think a player of uh, Devontae White's quality, I think he's going here. Yeah, I've seen him mocked again to the uh, to the Bucks at twenty seven, but I think they'd be lucky if 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 he fell to him in real life. Um, yeah, maybe would a look at um, if a couple of guards weren't already off the board, maybe look at a guard here. But I don't think you can argue with Wyatt, who's got um, who's got elite speed for a defensive tackle. He needs to work on it, work on his power moves a little bit. But um, I think that'd be be a great fit for Devontae Wyatt in, in particular. I think that'd be a great place for him to go. With the 20th overall selection in the 2022 NFL Reverse Draft, the Houston Texans select Malik Willis, the first quarterback taken off of our board. Obviously, with the um, the, the draft being reversed, you, you have the, the better teams generally picking earlier, so the need for a quarterback perhaps isn't there. But, but we're expecting 19 picks to come off the board without a QB going? I think I could see it happening, uh, for sure. Uh, you know, uh, I... As we we all know, this QB class isn't um, elite, so I, f- I could easily see teams leaving it late on to get him. But then, equally as well, I could see a QB running the first two. Yeah, for sure. I think with with the Texans, obviously we've got Davis Mills, who I like, but 
we're really not sure if he's going to be a, a starting level quarterback. Probably not. Um, we're looking at cornerback with this pick. Uh, highlighted trait Trent McDuffie for all his traits out of Washington. But we've we've gone with no quarterbacks haven't gone. We've taken a swing here. Um, we feel with the talent available, we might as well take a swing at QB. You only need to get it right once for success. So we'll bring in Malik Willis who is a dual-threat quarterback. He actually prefers to throw the ball. He's got a really strong arm, and you don't always get that from a dual-threat. He looks to throw first rather than pass, but obviously he's insane on the ground as well. So I think that he's got a very high ceiling, a really high upside. Um, the unfortunate thing, I don't like putting a rookie quarterback in a bad situation, and the Texans are probably still going to stink next year. Um but at, at this stage, at number twenty, why not take take a big swing at the quarterback with with a with a really high ceiling? I think he looks like one of the best quarterback options within this current draft class, which doesn't have many quarterbacks that scream elite generational talents like your Josh Allen's and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I, I could see. See it being this late in real life before a quarterback went, to be honest. Yeah, obviously, Texans got a pretty poor roster. Maybe not as bad as you think, but there's a lot of places you'd go. But I like Malik Willis. The Texans like Malik Willis, and they and they believe him to be their their next starting quarterback. He um out of Liberty, obviously a small school, but he had the second highest big time throw rate PFF have, have ever recorded, eleven percent that is. Um, and he was very up and down, uh, throws picks. He's inconsistent. Ideally, you might you you know you're sitting behind someone better than Davis Mills for a year, let him develop. But rather than rather than build up the rest of the roster for Davis Mills, we'll go we'll go for Malik Willis, take that big swing. And as you say, with uh, Davis Mills there, it gives uh, Malik Willis uh, some time to settle into the league and um, doesn't have to start straight away. Yeah. yeah, exactly. With the 21st pick in the 2022 draft, the Minnesota Vikings select Tyler Linderbaum. Nice, I like it. Out of like Iowa. Yeah. Um, I think one of the most pressing matters at uh, the Vikings is center. They currently don't have one on the roster. Uh, Tyler Linder- Linderbaum's the the best rated center, only one that looks ready for starting with a 95.4 PFF grade for last season. Mm, wow. Um, it, it's even been projected that in real life it could go in the top 10. So I think with having such a big gap in an important position, I think it would be a no-brainer. To yeah, I really, this might be my favourite pick of the Vikings. Favourite pick of the draft so far. Um PFF, you mentioned them. They 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 have Linda Baum as the best center prospect they've seen in the in the PFF college era, uh, highest greatest center yeah. in twenty twenty. And then, like you say, to have a, a ninety five point four overall grade last year, that's ridiculous. Um, you're not reaching uh, to get a high quality center at this point. I thought about taking him a few picks ago, but very successful, very very smart pick, if you ask me. 
Yeah, for sure. I, I like this pick, pick a lot. I, you know, he could easily have gone a lot earlier on, as, as we just said. Um, so if he was to fall around this point in the draft, I think it would be an excellent pick for whoever he goes to. You know, as you just said, with how elite he's been at the college level. Uh, I know he's had comparisons to he could be a bigger Jason Kelsey. So there's a there's a lot. He's got a very high ceiling, and um, yeah, I think he's a top top pick. Yeah. I was quite surprised that he was still left at this point, to be honest. Yeah, no, it's a good but pick. I think out, out of all the teams in the league, I think Minnesota are most in need of a centre. So if if I liked the Vikings, I would be happy for them to get them. Get him as the first pick in the draft, but wait, what's your issue with the Vikings? I'm not a big fan. I mean, you know the dislike I have for Kirk Cousins. They even contemplated a quarterback to replace him, but you know mm, that would have been no, a bit you, silly. You can't be paying him 35 million and, and draft another one. A bit of a Jordan Love situation on your hands. But, he's gonna um, say it though. He's gonna yeah, say, gonna it, say it. Remember that. Yeah, he's a very uh, easy guy to dislike, is uh, is Kirk Cousins. With the 22nd overall pick in the 2022 NFL reverse mock draft, the Washington Commanders select Chris Olave yes. from Ohio State. Um, I, like I think... I think the you know the commanders. I, I think there a big chance they were drafting Devin Lloyd um, earlier on, but obviously he went earlier on um, at seventeen. So I've moved on to wide receiver here. I think they can help um, have some help with Scary Terry and uh, Curtis Samuel. Um, I, I was also thinking um, potential QB, but after getting Carson Wentz, I, you know I don't think they're going to be using a first round pick on a QB here. Um, again, somebody like Kyle Hamilton, if he falls um, at 11th with a real-life pick, um, he could be going there. But um, at this point, I could definitely see a wide receiver. And with um, Wilson, London and Williams already off the board, uh, Chris Alave will be coming in here for the commanders. Yeah, this is where I, I could see Alave going um, in the real draft around the early 20s, obviously higher if somebody really likes him. He's been the best route runner in college over the last couple of years. Really consistent. He's a downfield threat. And I think whoever whoever gets him uh, will be happy with, with themselves. 13 of his 65 he, catches were touchdowns last year. Yeah, I, I feel like he, he's, he's ready to play. and like he's, He can slot into like a number two receiver straight away. And obviously, with uh, Terry McLaurin already there, and, uh, you know, as well as Curtis Samuel, uh, you know, that would really give some nice weapons for Wentz. Yeah, I agree. I, I think uh, it's definitely Washington, definitely something Washington should do. Terry's been out there. Scary Terry's been out there on his own for too long, having to produce to to get uh, to move a couple of double teams off of him would be really, really useful for him. Maybe you see Terry explode in that situation, and it definitely makes Carson Wentz's life a bit easier. Well, yeah, and they could easily draft you know perhaps one of the higher rated receivers with that eleventh overall pick in real life. So. Maybe yeah. you know Larve if they like him. Yeah, could even be a Larve um, early on. With the 23rd overall selection in this reverse NFL draft, the New York Jets select wide receiver Traylon Burks from Arkansas. Mm. I think obviously yeah. the, the Jets uh, the Jets quest for a wide receiver has been well documented this offseason. They, they've swung and missed for 
quite a few now. Devante Adams, Tyreek Hill included. They've been linked to Debo Samuel uh, and Traylon Burks has been compared to a Debo Samuel, in fact. So I, I, I think they should go with, with the struggles they've had getting wide receiver. I think they should go with the most solid option at wide receiver. And I, I do believe that is Traylon Burks. 85.8 PFF grade last year. Chris Sim said he just makes shit happen. And, and that's what they need to surround Zach Wilson with playmakers, people who can make stuff happen uh, to a bit of a higher level than Braxton Berrios can. And yes, he did score two against the Bucks before you mentioned that again, Reese. Um, he's got size, he's got speed, he's got what you want, what what you want from a wide receiver. Zach Wilson will be able to chuck the ball downfield to him, and and you expect Burks to be able to come down with it. Was also considering Jermaine Johnson there at edge rusher, but I, I just want to give Zach Wilson the best possible platform to succeed, and that wide receiver room is not cutting it for me. So, got a pick at twenty nine, but with our first pick in this in this round, we're we're shoring up that wide receiver room. No, I think that's a nice move pending what happens with this uh, Debo Samuel noise. I'm not sure they'd be looking to get a wide receiver in the first round if they don't manage to secure Debo. But I think in the case that they don't get Debo, it would be a good option to go with the wide receiver with the first pick. Yeah, I'd see they're getting so frustrated with, with not being able to get these wide receivers. They've not been able to get one ahead of the draft, so just get the best possible one and be done with it. And obviously, in real life, when it's not reversed, they'll be picking quite high, so they might be able to snap up the likes of uh, Drake London or something. But yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Time will they look at him early. got two early first-round picks in the actual draft. Uh, I don't think they'd be too disappointed with Traylon Burks if somehow they ended up with him. Six foot three, two hundred twenty-five pounds, eleven hundred yards, eleven touchdowns last year. Um, he's still dead young, and he's he's definitely for me going to be a big weapon in the in the NFL. Yeah, I agree, and it's actually really interesting though. Um, we've got him falling to twenty-third overall here because um, the Cardinals actually have this pick in the draft, and if he was able to fall at twenty-three uh, in real life, then I'd I'd be you know. I'd really be wanting us to go for somebody like Burks. I think he could easily go a lot earlier. And if he was to fall this late, it's, you know, Cardinals go for him. But yeah, as we said, Jets are looking for that receiver. So, either way, good pick for me. With the 24th overall pick in this 2022 reverse mock draft, the Seattle Seahawks select Matt Corral. The second QB comes well, off our board. Tell me more about Matt Corral. So last season he had an 86.1 PFF grade. He had 20 touchdowns and five interceptions. He lost his top weapons from 2022 and he had a better ranking in 2020 of 90.5. Um, he's got a great arm and good accuracy. He's got a slim frame, which causes some injury issues, but he's a good athlete with great mobility. Um, he's been compared a bit to Russell Wilson with his ability to throw on the run. So I think it would be a great, possibly like-for-like replacement, maybe not as high a ceiling as we've seen Russell Wilson go on to reach, but I think 
it would be good to get a quarterback that fits what you're used to. Yeah, yeah it's an interesting pick here, really. Um, it's with Matt Corral as well, I think for me and quite a lot of other people, um, they wouldn't necessarily have Matt Corral coming in at second. You know, you've got the likes of Kenny Pickett and Sam Howell, even Desmond Ritter still on the board. Um, so I think maybe you could see them, but as you just said, it if if you know I, him being likened to Russell Wilson, you know it, it could be a good fit for the Seahawks. Interesting. Well, to say I that, did Ash. think about I did think about the other quarterback still on the board, but I think that likeness to Russell Wilson is what pushed me to select yeah. Corral. I know that point, yeah. Desmond Ridders rated higher as well as Kenny Pickett up there with Malik Willis projected as the two best, but I think that likeness is something that drove me to pick Maybe uh, Mr. Corral. Maybe not many people have Corral as their QB too, but I can tell you the Falcons at 25 are very disappointed with this pick. Uh, they were sniffing about him as well. Uh, Greg McElroy, um, former QB and, and ESPN analyst, was on the Tape Heads podcast and, and he was talking about Matt Corral and, and not just his physical attributes, but he was saying he's addicted to football. He's a bit of a freak in that sense. He just lives lives, lives and breathes football in it and he's prepared to do everything he can to to get on the pit, to get on the field, to to be as best as he can and to achieve greatness if he can. So the Falcons are disappointed. I, I will say um, maybe similar to Russell Wilson, but I, I, get the, I kind of get the feeling that Pete Carroll might want to move away from, from that sort of from that sort of QB. I, I don't know if he was a bit sick of Russell Wilson, the player, by the end of it. Uh, and, of course, you had the let Russ Cook dealings. Like they didn't necessarily mesh as a head coach and player. So I, I think it's a solid pick. But but maybe maybe they're not trying to replace Russell Wilson that, as such. Interesting as well with a QB pick because I think with the ninth overall, you could definitely see them getting a QB there uh, in real life purely because... Drew Lock fucking reeks. Drew Lock better not be starting that... in the NFL next year. I will be seriously, seriously pissed off. I've watched him enough times. <laughs> I knew from one game think... watching him, he's not fit to play in the NFL. He better not be. I better not watch him, especially in prime time next year. I will not be having it. I think when you look at the PFF grades for Corral, though, it speaks volumes. You know, he's he has dropped. Quite a bit of rating from his 2020 performance, but as I said, he lost his best weapons and he's still not rated that far off your Desmond Ridders and Sam Howells and your Caddy Pickett. So I think I think a lot of people have him rated a bit lower based on that. I think it's important to remember that when he did have great players around him, he did perform to that level. So yeah, I think that's influencing the projections a little bit. Yeah, definitely. I think if I was an NFL GM, obviously there's a big trend towards uh, dual threat running backs, running backs who can run and create stuff out of nothing with their legs. But if I was a GM, I think I'd still value the most um, that addicted to footballness, the the brain rather than rather than the legs sort of thing. I want him to be dedicated. I want him to be an extension of the offensive coordinator. I want yeah. him to be knowledgeable He's about got the attitude. Got the attitude. Absolutely. Attitude and aptitude. And I, I think I, I would place maybe more importance on that than than the running ability, which which maybe diminishes after a few years. At, uh, and I think if you look at the top QBs of, of all time, sort of thing, or the, the ones that are top of the game now or just retired, is Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. They've 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 not made names for themselves. They've not become NFL legends through running. They've done it f- 
through their minds. They're pocket passes, aren't they? What do you say, sorry? Pocket passes, yeah, pocket yeah. Pass. Uh, and just very intelligent, like, extensions of the offensive coordinators on the pitch. And I feel like that is maybe something yeah. I would value more. Well, well if you, you're looking at that, uh, to me, Desmond Ritter kind of fits that mould. Um, I think, you know, he could potentially be one of the most NFL-ready. And I think his best um, trait is that he's a quick processor. And he's already got the NFL speed mentality. He's got the work ethic and leadership. Uh, obviously, the only thing is that technical ability with the, the, the arm strength and accuracy. So you kind of want that the mix of the technical ability and as well as the mental. So maybe Corral is a better pick for, for, the, for the both. With the 25th overall selection in this 2022 reverse draft, the Atlanta Falcons select quarterback Desmond Ritter from Cincinnati. Uh, as I was writing down, the the Falcons' needs are, I've got everywhere but tight end, and, and and that is really true. They they could go best available. They could go in a number of positions, whoever fits their schemes or whatever. But I think with only two quarterbacks gone, maybe they, they won't be too upset about the reversal. Maybe kind of glad it, in a way. They can draft a QB now, maybe the same QB, without feeling so guilty about doing it with the, with the seven or whatever they've got. Um, I, I don't need to big Desmond Ritter up too much. Ash has just, Ash has just sold him. Very nicely, he's one of the most experienced quarterbacks in this class. Played, started at four year, started for four years, improved every year, which is a, a great trait to have. I think the the ability to learn, the ability to get better, I think that's what you need because obviously it's a step up for everyone in in the league. Um, ninety point seven grade PFF grade last year, so you know he's playing at a very high level. I think the Falcon, the Falcons might agree with me, maybe. They just they had Matt Ryan, who obviously is cerebral quarterback. He's not using his legs as much as his mind. Uh, so maybe they they agree with me in that sense, and and maybe they they will end up with Desmond Ritter at some point. I think um, I don't know. Maybe quite interesting a QB here. I know obviously they've got Marcus, Marcus Mariota, and um, a QB here would be a nice sort of developmental plan. Um, but I, I don't know. I think maybe they'd be going for maybe an. Uh, more of a weapon, but then could you, I, I guess in that sense, you could see that it might be a bit of a waste if you've got no one to throw it to him. I, I think with the Falcons, it might be a sense of the, the they might not um, particularly love a specific quarterback in this class and they might think, well, we know we don't have enough picks to win, um, to build a team that can win so possibly just stick with Mariota for a year and hopefully pick up a better quarterback with another high pick just going to the tank yeah I do maybe you know, there's a, a lot of people have said that they're not really impressed with the quarterback class and Pickett and Malik Willis as we've said seem like the best of what you could call a bad bunch so I think it might be a sense of Keeping Mariota for the year, getting that good pick next year to get in a solid quarterback well, next year. you say that, really, because Kenny Pickett is still left on the board for us. He absolutely is. And I'll just tell you, if the Falcons were picking at seven, then I agree. They've got so many holes. That roster is so, so awful. Probably the worst on the NFL. That Matt Ryan dragged them to seven wins or whatever it was last year. Um, but apart from Kyle Pitts, a tight end, yeah, you could go any positions. I think if they were picking at seven, I'd go with the best weapon, maybe a tackle, maybe a wide receiver, maybe one of those Ed rushers. But I think at 25, with the talent on the board and only a couple of quarterbacks off, 
why not take a take a swing and miss? There's there's no guarantee that that you'll be in a position to pick the quarterback you want next year, and, and who knows what will happen. I I don't want to see again. I don't want to see Marcus Mariota starting for another year. Maybe like he'll be in for a few package plays. He can use his physicality, but I've seen enough of Marcus Mariota. Although as a Bucks fan, I'm happy to play against him, but. I think picking at twenty five, the Falcons might as well have a might as well have a swing here. With the twenty sixth overall pick in the NFL twenty twenty two reverse mock draft, the New York Giants select offensive tackle Trevor Penning. Reese, just for the listeners at home, Reese is fist bump in the air right now. We'll find out why in a bit. I'm sure. Talk um, to us, Ash. Yeah, I've selected Penning because, well, I think they're definitely going to be drafting an offensive tackle. Um, fifth overall, I think, it, you know, it's definitely going to be the top three prospects, you know, mm-hmm. um, Charles Cross, Aquanu, or Evan Neal. But I've still gone for an offensive tackle here because I think Penning, in some people's uh, mock drafts, has uh, fallen quite late for us. I think some of them have got him closer to around uh, 15. Mm. Um, Pick. And, I, you know, I think... They've got a poor O-line and, you know, adding, I think they need that um, offensive tackle in there. Um, so somebody like Trevor Penning, you know, even he could be a nice fit. Um, he's got, he had a 99.9 run block grade, which is what? Just ridiculous. 99.9? Um, I've never seen that before. Yeah, run block. 97.3 overall PFF grade. He's six foot seven, wow. six foot seven and he's a very physical run blocker. Um, but the reason is, is because he played very, like, against very weak competition. So he does need uh, yeah. reps against top top competition there. But I feel like a player here, you know, if he was coming in this late, um, he'd be a great option to sort of take a punt on, you know, because he's clearly got a massive upside. And um, if we look at it from a Giants point of view, you know, um, if he could, with his speciality being uh, in the run block, um, he could really help out um, Saquon. Yeah, if he keeps that, and you want, um, it's the last year that uh, Daniel Jones is going to get a, a year as a starter. It's his prove it year, so to speak. And I, I think you want to give him as much protection as, as possible. Obviously, he's mainly a run blocker, but you want to set up that run game for the play action to make say uh, to make Saquon's life easier. Yeah, to make Danny Jones' life even easier. Those those grades are pretty insane. We'll see if it translates to the higher level, but. Uh, Seems that he's got the athleticism as well, so could be a nice pick. With the twenty seventh pick in the twenty twenty two reverse mock draft, the Carolina Panthers select Kenny Pickett. Mm. No, mm, got a bit of a quarterback run Pickett now. Pickett had his breakout year. He had his breakout year in 2021 with a 92.2 PFF grade. Um, he was sub-70 on this rating up before from 2020 and before that. Um, he had 42 touchdowns to seven interceptions in 2021, which is pretty insane if you ask wow. me. Wow. Um, that is pretty um, insane. It, it's pretty realistic for the Panthers. You know, they've been sniffing about Baker, I think, but they've said it's not going to happen. Um, there's been other quarterbacks have been interested in, but for me, what they've got now just doesn't cut it. Um, good morning, football's motor draft simulation. Actually, I'd pick it going to the Panthers as well. So, yeah, that's 
That's why I've picked... Yeah, it's interesting picked. he fell low down here, but as you said, could easily go as high as six in uh, in real life. Yeah, he's had, had a massive jump from um, year three to year four as a, as a college starter. Um, looked a lot better. Ten big-time throws in 2020, 29 in 2021. Like you say, he's improved massively, which I think... Can be seen as a, as a good thing. You obviously want players that can get better, that want to learn and and, and want to improve, and, and are easily easy to coach. They're, they're coachable, um. But you know, is it just one year? Anything can happen in one year. You can have a, a good year and then fall off again. So it's a risk. But like they're similar to the to the um to the Falcons that they're kind of happy that they the draft is reversed because then they can now. Pick up the quarterback they think, want to without feeling so guilty. I, I understand why it could be a risk, but I think when you currently got Sam Darnold, I don't think I don't. It can't be much worse than that. Yeah, that's the thing. And if he's not ready, you can you can have another year in, in the tank with Sam Darnold starting. But again, that's another quarterback I've seen enough of, and I don't want any more in the league. I'd rather see these new guys exactly. for the start. Uh, what Sam Darnold exactly and Drew Locke can face I've... each other off in a game next year? No, thank you. Exactly why I've got um, Mr. Pickett going to the Panthers because Sam Darnold's this kind of quarterback that we do not want to be watching. Yeah, we've seen enough, Sam. And he's been a bit unlucky because of the situation, whatever, but, but just do something good. With the 28th overall pick in the 2022 NFL reverse mock draft, the Giants select Edge Jermaine Johnson from Florida State. Um, I think with their top two picks in the top 10, you know, they're going to be improving that uh, team a lot. And I feel like they could potentially get one of the, the top edges but I've gone for even a corner. I think a corner was high up. And it was a bit of a toss-up here for me between Jermaine Johnson and Andrew Booth. Um, I think they're, they're still two quality players in their respective positions. But I have just gone for that edge um, because, I don't, well, I just I kind of rate Johnson a bit more at this stage. Um, he's got He had an 82.3 PFF grade in 2021 with 14 sacks as well. Um, Number of pass rush moves, uh, free down defensive end, and he excels in the run game too. Um, he's not like the most explosive, and he's not like the best athlete, but I think he could be a solid pick here. Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely the most talented pass rusher still on the board, and I think the Giants definitely need help in that regard. The Giants need help anywhere they can get it. The Giants. Would love help in every position there. Yeah. Were you going to um, take him? Really great run. Yeah, with I was considering it with the Jets. Um, Jermaine Johnson, great run defender. Perhaps the best edge setter in the class. He's really going to help out that run D. And had 14 sacks last year. Did you say that? Yeah, 14. Mm, yeah, not bad that, is it? Okay, well, so, he, you know, Thibodeau only had nine sacks. Um, you know, and obviously I know it, there's a lot of different reasons behind it, but that's just sort of showing the production that Johnson has. Got the traits for sure. With the 29th overall pick in this 2022 reverse draft, the New York Jets select offensive tackle Bernard Raymond from Central Michigan. 
bit of a curveball. As his last selection, Jermaine Johnson made it um, a little bit easier. We were wondering whether to take this swing. Uh, Raymond is a is a foreign exchange Austrian student. Two years ago, he was playing tight end. He is um, he's a bit of a beast. He's six foot six, only three hundred seventy pounds, which is not massive for a, a six foot six guy. But he, like I said, he's playing tight end. He, he's really impressive athletically. He's definitely got the athletical prowess to succeed on the O line. Um, it's just whether he, obviously he's only been playing the position for two years. Whether that whether his techniques will translate to the NFL and, and allow him to make that step up. But um, his combine, like his, his stats are all really good. Um, he, he's got a legitimate shot, according to BFF, to be a first-round pick. And I, I can see with, with the tackles that have already gone, the Jets here um, helping out Zach Wilson even further. I spoke earlier about building that platform for Zach Wilson. He got Traylon Burks, a wide receiver, now give him a bit more protection. You don't need him necessarily to be uh, uh, your opening day tackle. You've got Mackay Beckton there. You've got a few options. Obviously, they've had injury. But offensive line is, is definitely something they need to shore up. And I think um, Bernard Raymond haven't only allowed 10 pressures. Second highest PFF grade of any college offensive lineman last, last season. So he's definitely got a high ceiling on it. And it could end up being a stealer at 29 for the Jets. Yeah, I think either way, um, you know, they're definitely going to be looking to add to that um, off, off O line, and uh, as we said, with with the fourth overall pick in real life, it's definitely going to be, uh, you know, one of the the big boys in Charles Cross, Aquanu, or Evan Neal. So yeah, if it, even if it fell here, you know, you've got somebody like hey. Ryman, as you say, which would be an excellent fit. But he's got really impressive feet as Raymond apparently and, and obviously to learn the position yeah. in a couple of years he's got a great attitude great application and I think it's a pick with high high upside for the Jets. With the 30th well, pick of this 2022 NFL mock draft the Houston Texans select the Houston. running back Brees Hall. And I can see Ash smiling because he's just earned himself a little five-pound top-up in his bank account, you know. But <laughs> I think with Disco picking a quarterback for the Houston Texans earlier on, I think it would be great for them to get a running back like Brees Hall, clearly the best running back in this class. Uh, he's projected to go around this time to the Buffalo Bills anyway. So it's realistic where he's bill, going, I think. Of course, I want him at the Bills. I think he is one of the final pieces. But I think in saying that, um, he had an 86.6 PFF grade last season. Um, he's got an all-round skill set and he's NFL ready. Six foot one, 220 pounds. He had 1,460 yards and 20 touchdowns in 2021, along with 41 targets and 310 receiving yards. He breaks tackles well and he's really hard to get down and he's got tremendous balance for a bell-cow role. But he lacks that burst when it when he's coming out of cuts and he's not the fastest running back going. But I think it'd be a great pick to support the offence, having already picked Malik Willis. So, there we go. 
Any yeah, thoughts they, they on need, that? Though? They need some help, really, in the offense. Like you know, even at run back, they've had issues. So if they are drafting a QB, um, or even if Davis Mills is there, a, a good solid uh, running back, as you say, and Brees Hall could really help them out. I'd be worried about, you know, new quarterback, new running back and what you're going to do to him without any offensive line additions. But uh, I think this is the, the new spine of their offense and, and it would be an inter- interesting direction for them to go in. With the 31st overall pick in the 2022 NFL reverse draft, the Detroit Lions select quarterback Sam Howell. Mm, I'm glad. Yeah, no, uh, more I hate Jared Goff. Say no more Jared Goff. No more yeah, Jared Goff. Say no more Jared Goff. <laughs> you know how much we hate Jared Goff, uh, especially the Rams. Jared Goff. Get him out of the league. Yeah, yeah. I could have gone with a safety here. Lewis signs still on the board, and I think he could be a nice pick. I've seen a couple of mock drafts with him going to the Lions at thirty-second overall, but um, with them selecting a probable edge early on. Uh, I can see them going with a QB here. Uh, somebody like Sam Howell with nice, again, development plan. Jared Goff will probably still play a bit. But yeah, Sam Howell, I want him to come in and just get Jared Goff out of the league forever. I've seen yeah. him projected to go Please. to the Lions in quite a few mock drafts over the past week. So I think you got a solid pick in line with what a lot of people think there. Seems like he might fit with Dan Campbell's vibes as well. So I think to be able to pick him with with the number thirty one, if this were the actual draft, I think that I think they'd be real happy. Well, and they have the thirty two in real life as well. So um, oh, of course, they could happen. Every could chance, happen. every chance happens. Yeah, I just get a feeling that they like Jared Goff a little bit too much, and then maybe they're waiting for next year and get that insane, insane draft prospect with, with a better yeah. class. But I don't mind it. With the 32nd overall pick of this 2022 reverse draft, the Jacksonville Jaguars select Nick Benito from Oklahoma. Oh, he's already been uh, he's pigeonholed as a, as a pure pass rusher at the NFL level, but um, he should be uh, at, the, at the top end in that regard as soon as he gets to the NFL. Uh, I think to be fair, if the if the draft got reversed like this, the Jaguars might just they might just give up. But if they didn't do that, I think it would make sense for them to to go for the highest ceiling for the biggest swing. And I think that's Nick Benito. Um, he already been pigeonholed as a as a pass rusher at the NFL, but he'll be a weapon in that regard from the start. Last year, uh, he had a, a 96, 93.6 pass rushing grade. Um, in 2020, sorry, 92.5 this year. So I think he's got a real high ceiling. The Jaguars need some some real players. If I was looking at their wide receiver room now, maybe I'd go wide receiver. But they just spent way, way, way too much money on Zay Jones and Christian Kirk. So they'll leave that alone. They'll go with a pass rusher with the big upside. And that is the end of a draft. I think uh, we've had quite a few. We had a few players not for, uh, not selected. Which you know, players like. Um... Andrew Booth hasn't been selected. Uh, Carey Lamb all could easily go mid-first round. So it's quite interesting there. Um, I yeah, think we also back to a left out there. Well, I think we actually drafted the top five prospects. Oh, we got five in the end, did we? Yeah. All in the first round, which would be crazy. All after um, after pick 20, I think. Yeah. In the last few, also, yeah. Yeah, just a few other sort of defensive players, like linebackers we've left 
Um, but yeah, interesting to see how that works out. Yeah, Lewis Sine, we never never did him. Travis Jones, interior of the defence. Maybe have we have we neglected defence a little bit? Elam, the Florida corner. Tyler Smith, tackle. They're all in the um, PFF's top 30. I think there's a, a few wide receivers we could have we could have done as well, but um, yeah. there's plenty of them in the second round. Crazy, crazy. Thank you all for tuning in to hear our take on this year's draft. A take with a little twist. We hope you all enjoyed what we had to say about this year's draft. We also hope you all enjoyed last week's episode and we want to thank you for your continued support and interaction on Twitter as well as all the listeners that tuned in last week. Don't forget to check us out on Twitter at Throw In Rotation and also check us out on Instagram, search in Throw In Rotation Pod and I'm sure you'll be able to find us. Next week we'll be doing our own QB carousel to reflect on the QB carousel that has been going on in the NFL this off-season. So make sure... You tune in with us then. Bye for now. Bye. Bye.